Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe. Kaka! <laughs> I, I could have swore you were gonna do the maximum overdrive. That I was thinking about. <laughs> If uh, people didn't understand, uh, during the warm-up, uh, right after the Nerd Brew podcast, we were talking about Maximum Overdrive. So, that's why that was brought up. Go go check it out and send us in your Maximum Overdrive intros. Yes. <laughs> God. The fucking, just pictures of people blowing up cars with rocket launchers. <laughs> I, was like, I, yeah, I was like, I don't have a good, you know, like, rocket noise to blow up the green goblin yeah <laughs> yeah like how do you interpret that into sound you you just right. don't you don't so that i just i just went back to old sound effect i haven't done yet that's good or at least i don't think i've done it yet ah uh, we'll let the tapes show that let the viewers we should put out that. an allegedly poll what my intro should be <laughs> I've done so many. I've got to be repeating myself by now. In a couple more, we'll do a super cut of all your intros. It'll be like, you know, 30 seconds of you just like, woo, Nice. And then, yeah. Then we can put it out and have a Twitter vote on it and see which one (laughs) should just be my intro. I like it. So I can stop shotgunning (laughs) right before. Like, oh, fuck, my name's about to come up. (laughs) Hey, dude, I get it. I get it. I have to do that on the Nerd Brew now. And that that throws me through a loop. So <laughs> I, we have reversed our roles, and man, it is it's hard. it is like watching two baby deer <laughs> just stumbling out of the womb. Like we've so settled into our roles. Like they kind of can walk, but it's it's still uncomfortable to watch them. They're like, right. oh, run, run before the hunter comes. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, hey, we got a new topic. And uh, I'm geared to go, dude. I'm on the second cup of coffee. I'm ready to jump right into it. I'm excited. Maximum overdrive. (laughs) 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 And with less cocaine, though, to be honest. Right. Like no, no amount of coffee (laughs) compares to how much cocaine Stephen King was doing at that point. Yes. I mean, it's the amount of cocaine we should be doing here. But you know, we're old. You don't want to. I think it's the far. amount of cocaine people think we're on. Yeah, probably. This is just coffee. Hey, there's another Twitter uh, poll right there. How much cocaine before every episode do you think a legend <laughs> does? They're like, well, on the ones with all the impersonations of Stallone, probably a lot. I'm gonna say bare minimum a kilogram. <laughs> is that a, is that a lot? <laughs> I don't know the metric system. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll put it in. Uh, oh fuck! Is that like a pound? I don't, I don't know actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I was like, I was doing meters. I'm like, it's three pounds is a kilogram. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I don't fucking. Well know. then, yes, that is a lot of cocaine. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, let's cocaine ourselves over to the uh, topic. Are you ready? 
Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Let's fucking do it! Maximum overdrive! <laughs> Alright, here we go. So the podcast topic for today is... Boats! <laughs> I'm on a boat, motherfucker! I'm on a boat. Send your faxes on a boat. <laughs> Alright, dude, well they have the picture of the Goonies boat on this one. So... Ooh. I That's wonder. technically a ship. Oh, I didn't. Uh, okay, like, are we talking? I I did some research on some of them back in the day. You know, you got like a dinghy, dinghy pontoon. You know. Oh, there's many boats. Yeah, but now we're testing our knowledge. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a yacht race in this one. Ooh. Ooh. If it's about catamarans, we're fucked. Yeah, we're fucked. We we <laughs> we did too well last time. <laughs> Come on, canoe facts. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'd do much better on that one. Anything with a <laughs> sail, we're fucked, really, is what it is. Uh, come boats. on, Aluma Weld flat bottoms. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> come on, fan boats. <laughs> All right, dude, here we go. Are you ready for fact number one? If it's a canoe <laughs> fact, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Is a Floridian ready to smuggle cocaine with a fan boat? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, can confirm. True. Can, can confirm. All right, here we go. Fact number one. One year before Bodie McBoatface became an internet sensation, a lesser <laughs> known boat-related public naming debacle ensued in British Columbia. A transportation company purchased three new ferries and gave customers the opportunity to name them. <laughs> but people were always pissed. a bad idea. It's always a bad idea. People were pissed that prices were increasing. So they got what they got was protest picks like SS should have been a bridge spirit of the <laughs> wallet sucker and queen of no other choice. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, wait. British Columbia. I'm gonna admit, I that okay. British Columbia is like right next to you, right? It's it's just north of of us, yeah. So do you, uh, I don't I don't actually know the story of Bodie McBoaterface. Uh, wasn't that from our yachting episode? Was it? I thought so, or something like uh, where people got to name a boat and they chose Bodie McBoaterface. Oh, I think you're right. I think that's from an earlier episode. And they had a... Uh, I, I get... Dude, it's so many. I fucking forget this shit. Right. Um, yeah. At so, one point, we should just reuse old questions and see if how <laughs> if we do. We, yeah, we just have to cycle back in the old ones and see if we fucking remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm down with that. We'll do We'll do a best of show. Yeah. Or we'll bring a guest on and we'll be like, you dumb motherfucker. This is true. Right. <laughs> We won't do that. We're not we're not that big of dick. Anyway, my only thing is with British Columbia, would it be SS? Ooh. I think it would be HMS. How the fuck do you know this? Well, cuz they used to be a British colony, so I think it would be Her Majesty's. Fuck you and your allotment of knowledge. Like That's what I'm so going much. pedantic. I think this is fake. Are you a genius? God damn it. I would have no. never even thought of that. Dude. <laughs> That's genius. Though, like the the SS should have been a bridge. That's that's pretty good and also really specific. So well, okay. So wait, if they have people uh, named it, though, this is they said British Columbia, 
And where was the ferry going to? Uh, it was a transportation company purchased three new ferries and gave customers. So I would assume it's wherever it's they need Vic- to go off the island. Probably, you know. So it'd be like Victoria Island. I think that's too far to build a bridge anyways. So <laughs> I say fake. But like, but see, like somebody just being pedantic and a dick. I could see somebody right. just being a dick and be like, fuck you. Just build the fucking Should have been a bridge. Yeah, yeah. toss my 50 cents in the tool, you know. Right. Fucking A, dude. That's hilarious. Okay, so, but Spirit of the Water Sucker and Queen of No Other Choice were the other names. Right. So what do you... I, mm. If you're thinking fake, I, I gotta know, go with like, it. You're the Seattleite, dude. I know. But, the, I mean, I don't keep up to date on my brethren Canadians to the north. I think I think you do. I think I you. just I just assume they're better than us, and I go with that. <laughs> you can go to like, British oh, Columbia. What, what are all the people up in BC doing? I don't know. Probably better shit than us. Yeah, living healthier lifestyles, able to get yeah. an X-ray when they want to. Fucking just walking into the dentist's office with no fear. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, British Columbia. We can right. see your better life from here. Fuck you. You fucking. Getting their fucking rent paid when there's a pandemic raging across the world. <laughs> you know. God, and then they have the audacity. A semi-functioning to like, government. They have the audacity yeah. to sit in our waters and do it. Like. Right. That is, that is our fucking outlet of water. And they're just sitting there going, oh, you know, you could have had this. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's not their fault that they're better than us. They were just born that way. It's their government's fault. <laughs> yeah. Trudeau doing shit. <laughs> All right, so... Um, I'm anyways, I'm going to go... Fuck it, I'm going to go false. I don't know why, but SS... I believe that's a, a United States naval slang. Or right. not slang, but I believe... Slang. I, I, yeah, it's slang, bro. Yeah. Uh, but I believe SS is uh, for the United States. Alright, I'm down. I'm down. I don't have anything to do with that. I don't know what Canada's would be, but I believe it used to be HMS. Um, but I'm... I could be also way fucking off, so I, I might. we might learn something on this. It, if we get this right, it's true, because fairies don't have a sail. We might just know more mm. about things that don't have sails. So I'm going to go true yes. on Or I'm going to go false on this one with you. Ride right. or die, right? Ride or die. Let's do it! Right. Maximum overdrive. Maximum overdrive. The ferries would have killed us. Ooh, but sailboats wouldn't have. <gasps> right? Fuck. Sailboats are fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna go false. That there was another situation where people had the opportunity to name a boat, and so they they pick troll names to like protest this. Mm-hmm. All right, three, two, one, bam. Oh, it's true. Damn it. So they were... Un- also, leave it to the Canadians that have the nicest troll yeah. names. Oh, I should have known. They're better than us, Alex. God damn, damn it. Yeah. I just got done saying it. Dude, we had a, we, we had our own hints given to us by ourselves. Oh, that's me. Man, <laughs> that was minimum overdrive on my part. <laughs> minimum overdrive. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Oh no, the sad music plays minimum overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. 
They were unfortunately allowed to override the results and went the super boring Orca, Eagle, and Raven. But the internet did at least get to express its displeasure with the most internet way possible and draw attention to the local political incompetence. So Bodie McBoatface was not the first, but it did birth an entire naming convention that has grown to include subsequent nominees, such as Schooly McSchoolface for an elementary school, Mm -hmm. Hootie McOwlface for an owl, Harambe McCongface for a baby gorilla. (laughs) <laughs> and a pipe inspecting robot got three. Body McBotface, Proby McProbeface, and Pipey McPiperson. They ultimately just named it Jeff. Right. I was like, wow. <laughs> it was funny in the beginning, but I was like, wow, I think we hit uh, creative rock bottom here. Yeah, seriously. Way back in 2007, Greenpeace had named had to name a humpback whale Mr. Splashy Pants after Reddit got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> they accepted the consequences and the splashy painted one as a win-win. In 2009, NASA set up a contest for the public to name a new space station module. And although they went with tranquility, it should technically be named Colbert after the talk show host Stephen Colbert. As a consolation, NASA named a treadmill at the space station Colbert with all the dots, like periods, you know, it's a mm-hmm. whatever, which stands for Combined Operational Load Bearing External Resistance Treadmill. Nice. They well, leave it to NASA to do it in the most NASA way. I know. It's like really difficult still to remember, but they did it. Right. Fuck, should we name our robot that? Right? Uh allegedly. Oh, our allegedly our our allegendizer randomizer? <laughs> it should be <laughs> allegedly McFact face or something. Allegedly <laughs> McRandom face. <laughs> McRandom face. Brewy Mc... <laughs> Brewy McRandom face. <laughs> McRandom face sounds like an old Irish boxer who's just got his nose... He got his nose broken too many fucking times. <laughs> now entering the ring weighing 185 pounds, Johnny McRandom face. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I like the legendizer. The man's who used to have a nose straight as an arrow now looks like a pug. <laughs> Make random faces really taking it to the body right now. <laughs> oh, this opponent is not letting go of his face. He is working that <laughs> nose like a speed bag. Oh, with one ear completely cauliflowered and the <laughs> other one looking like a jewel. Make random face lives to his name. <laughs> Every part of his face is swollen. His last interview was just a gobbledygook. He looks like a potato, Mr. (laughs) Potato Head with random parts missing. Is that a piece of gum or his eyeball? There you go. Okay, yeah, you're right. McRandom (laughs) McRandom face. I guess it's to be determined. I do like the Legendizer randomizer, but god damn it. It is fun. Fuck no, it. Mc, uh, McRandom Mc, face is pretty good. Brewing McRandom face is... We'll, <laughs> we'll set it to a poll. We'll let the internet decide what we're our gonna have. We're going to have... No. No, Alex. No. <laughs> I haven't learned my lesson. <laughs> we're going to end up with Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> I mean... And it's going to make no sense. <laughs> Well, we'll just have to give Bodie a personality. What do you think, Bodie? <laughs> oh, you're right. 
nobody will understand us after that. Right? Oh, shit. All right, well, we got it wrong. Shake it off. Yeah. Shake off the bruises. Bring the swelling down. I don't know why, but just... I don't know why I stuck to my guns on that one. It felt false. It made sense. It made uh, sense, so... I was... I, I made it make sense in my head, but I don't, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that one. All right, here we go. Let's, let's redeem it. Shake the rust off. Shake the rust off. Fact number two. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. That's me. That's me shaking the rust off. Oh, okay. My, that was my rusty joints. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fact number two. Ships were becoming larger than ever thanks to World War One and therefore getting harder and harder to conceal from the enemy. One experimental strategy was to say, fuck it, if they can see us anyways, let's trick them. So 4,400 ships were painted with gigantic, boldly striped, highly visible optic illusions instead of the traditional blue-gray ocean paint scheme. So (laughs) what kind of optical illusion? Like, Did they paint a smaller boat in the middle of the helicarriers? Like, it looks right? like a dinghy. <laughs> well, I'd imagine the running lights would give that away. Well, you don't need running lights if you're Tom Cruise. He can take off and land whenever. <laughs> I mean, come on, isn't that standard Navy stuff? Well, boats don't take off. But he flew jets. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, no, he would need running lights because that's how he knows where to land. Oh, so, okay. Back to boats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah boats. Let's talk about boats. What, what would they paint it to be an optical illusion? Would they paint stripes on it? Like bushes? Right. Do they get Bob Ross to paint a boat like a happy mosaic? <laughs> it's like, it's a happy lo- uh, I say, Captain, there's a happy little tree floating by. <laughs> yeah. Is that a happy... Is that a happy little bush next to this little cabin? Or is like, is it is it like a whale? <laughs> Fucking spray paint. They got the same guy that does the artistic like stuff on the vans. This mm-hmm. giant wizard mosaic, and they're just like, there's no way the U.S. military would put fucking a wizard on their helicarriers or on their right. fucking. Well, I'm just imagining like an M.C. Escher drawing. <laughs> like, there's an infinite staircase. <laughs> Floating by. It just confuses the shit out of them. Right. Like, like what are they what are they <laughs> painting that wouldn't look out of place? You do know there would be an exorbitant amount of like fucking accidents if that happened. Like somebody took a step thinking there was a staircase there and there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like carrying munitions are like ah like fucking spraying their knee. <laughs> They paint, like, the cartoon tunnel on yes! the side of it. But <laughs> boats just keep ramming into it. I know, like... Oh, my 40, God. Also, 4,400. That's a lot of boats. That's a lot of paint. But, like... I don't... There's got to be a simple way. But, like, way. what fucking design wouldn't look weird floating in the middle of the ocean? Well, okay, optical illusions, like, they, they've, like... Our eyes and to like our brains, it's just weird transmission mm-hmm. of data. I would not doubt it if they found that just by painting like a zigzag pattern on like like the middle of the boat, like forces mm-hmm. our brains to like interpret it quickly as like a smaller boat. You know what I mean? So when something's a really large mm-hmm. size boat, 
you can make it look smaller and therefore kind of conceal its purpose. So if you can get people to think it looks more like, you know, a fucking know, fishing boat or some shit. Right. Based on... Because they have to take... They, you'd see it by aerial, right? Unless it's like... Yeah. Well, like, that's what, like... This would only work if you caught the boat at the right angle, right? <laughs> it's still... Like, if it turned... The optical illusion changes. Exactly. And so you, well, you'd probably have to, or like, or yeah, or it's like, not like an optical illusion. It's just like camouflage. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they did before. They just tried to paint it like clouds. But I thought that's what they did before. It says here that they used to do traditional blue gray ocean. So they tried to make it look like water probably. Mm -hmm. But then like, what if you just did like a half face of Godzilla coming out of the water and people are looking at it like, it's like he's (laughs) always looking at me, you know? It's like, it doesn't matter where right. I go, the eyes are just, the Godzilla eyes are staring at me. All right, let's go true that since ships were becoming larger, people stopped trying to conceal them and more tried to trick the interpretation of what those ships were by painting optical illusions on them. Three, two, one, bam. It is true. Yes. So, dude, it's wild actually here. Like, okay, so it's called Dazzle. And it's designed to distract and confuse rather than conceal. Over 4,400 mm. British ships, merchants, and military were given the dazzle treatment. The idea was that it might hinder longer range attacks as it would be harder to judge the boat's distance and direction. There is little evidence it actually worked, mostly because they couldn't really gather any. Uh, it was smack in the middle of World War One, and they were in testing and production, essentially. So they had no idea if it was affecting anything or not, because they were in the middle of a war. Right. World War Two brought more camo experience, uh, experiments. Canadians invented diffused lighting, uh, lighting camouflage, gently illuminating the visible side of the ship as the sun sets, so as not to create a sharp silhouette on the horizon. Holy shit, that's nuts. Okay, wait. A classic World War II camouflage story worth reading in detail is about the uh, is about that of the Dutch Navy ship Abraham, whatever Kreinsen, who found itself alone just as Japanese uh, Navy ships swarmed Australia. They cut down nearby vegetation to bring the boat and painted the hull to look like rocks, and it successfully pretended to be an island during the day, which including or which while inching its way towards the open sea at night, escaping undetected. This is from DutchReview.com's article. Whoa! That's the boat. It looks like a fuck. That's <laughs> cool. Holy shit. Why isn't there a movie of this? Like, quick, get paint. Cut some vegetation. We weren't, we weren't fucking far off, Alex. <laughs> With our stupid... If only Bob like, Ross. Just joking, like, oh, how about you put a whale on it? Like, <laughs> And they're like, no, idiot. Make it look like an island. <laughs> If only Bob Ross was born, like, just a fucking couple Fuck. decades before. Yeah, dude, look. They, they got happy little bushes and everything yeah, on that they thing. Yeah, they do. They're yeah. like, oh, put a little happy little cloud right there. Yeah, and look, they, look at that. It's, it's our little secret tree. Yeah. It's like a secret island that we all eat and sleep on and we can shoot down gunning ships from. Happy little, happy little warship. So there you go, Joe. Like, we were not awesome. far off. No, we really weren't. God. All right, well, but we got it true, so fuck it. I I love it when actual history matches up with our craziness. Yeah, with actual weird, it's the best. Yeah. It is the absolute best. Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. 
Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. Oh shit. All right, dude, let's go to fact number three. During World War One, shortages in raw materials like steel for uh, like steel forced warring countries to have to get creative to meet engineering challenges. And that is how the United States ended up placing an order for a fleet of 24 ships made out of concrete. You're up, Joe. Tin bottom concrete canoes. Whatever you say. <laughs> this is a this question that was born for you. Uh, oh, man. I'm trying to think how that would work. I believe it. 24 ships is like during wartime is a lot. But then again, not like. We're talking about thousands. Like, they had 4,400 ships painted in World War One, right? Did, did this say World War One or World War Two? World War One. So, uh, but the United States at that point, I don't think, had a major dog in the fight, right? They, did, they right. didn't have, like, I think they were, like, weapons and militia sales. That's mm-hmm. why we became, like, the United States, because we sold weapons to the rest of the world. So it does not surprise yeah. me somebody came out and was like, we need 24 ships made out of hard stuff. Concrete's pretty hard. They make roads out of concrete. Let's let's do that. Right. I mean, maybe the deck of it. I, uh, I know... I don't think the United States actually had that many shortages in, in World War One. Probably not. Um, but World War II, it, like, because we, we had to invent synthetic rubber mm-hmm. during World War II for tires... Right. We also, uh, because of metal shortages, that's when we started putting wood panels on cars. Mm, okay. Makes sense. But I don't, because I just, like, the Industrial Revolution was a thing, but you're not churning out the number you could, like, you could during World War Two. Right. Like, yeah. So uh, I'm, I, I think, I think this is false. Okay. Because, I, I mean, that makes sense to me. See, the thing is, though, is I, I could definitely see somebody going, like, okay. So like United States, I, just, I don't. I honestly just don't think this was during World War One. Okay, that would make sense. I think that's what's throwing me off. What's hard for me to conceptualize is I totally see some like fucking business person coming out and being like, "Well, we're out of steel," and somebody's like, "Well, mm-hmm. can you make it out of concrete?" And they're like, "Sure, we can." <laughs> There's nothing yeah. in the contract that says that these have to float. Just sign. But here. I'm also like, man, if a bomb hit concrete, that's not great. I see what it does to concrete buildings. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they use explosion for controlled demolitions. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't see this plan getting off the ground. <laughs> Are you saying that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't float well? Doesn't hold water? Doesn't hold water. Well, like I remember, <laughs> you know, ye old Ironside boat. It was metal on top, but it was still wood on the bottom. Right. So maybe they wanted concrete bottoms. 
because you'd have to get it you'd have to get it thin enough to be buoyant because right. that's how metal works right even though metal is very heavy you can get it thin enough that it disperses its weight enough right so let's, but you probably can't get concrete thin enough to do that let's go false fuck it let's do it yeah i think i think so i think i don't a i don't think concrete technology was that great during world war one <laughs> But uh, I don't. I don't. I think this. Uh, I think this one is a sinker. Whoa! Let's do it. Okay, then we're gonna go false. That due to World One, uh, World War One shortages, the United States ended up placing an order for a fleet. Oh, the United States placed the order. See, Not yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. We could be wrong, but I, I don't think they they placed an order because they didn't really have any fighting to do. Not until World War Two. Right. Yeah, we joined that one pretty late, if I remember. Yeah, I think we just joined it from munitions. Like, we sent them guns and mm-hmm. shit, and then we just partied. <laughs> so, right. all right, here we go. We're going to go false on this one. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Ha- all three of these have been true? Shit. Dude, wait, that's funnier. They have a little picture of a sinking ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Building unusual things like octagon houses with concrete was all the rage at the turn of the 20th century because of its uh, shaping ability, availability, and relative affordability. So you can mold it in whatever you want. It was an idea born of necessity, and while it seems counterintuitive due to the concrete's infamous ability to sink in water, there is a way to construct the boat that will float. However, nothing like the 420-foot concrete SS Palo Alto had ever been tested and never would be as it never made it out of the dock. (laughs) 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 The cement ship was eventually moved and became a popular California tourist attraction. In the 1930, investors put in a heated pool, a dance floor, and a casino. But the party ended with two big storms and the Great Depression. There were several Aww. attempts to restore it and reopen since 1950. However, in 19 or in 2016, yeah, in 2016, Mother Nature delivered the final blow to the little engine that couldn't and cracked it into pieces. Rest in <laughs> Rest in peace, Piedity World War 1 concrete ship war party boat. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's also, yeah, I mean, okay, so I thought this was just after it went out to sea, but no. So it looks like they they, it didn't, it. they didn't even sail didn't it. Didn't even make it out the dock. Nope, it just sat there, and then eventually a storm cracked it. But it literally is just a giant concrete boat. It's like a bunch of rebar, so they probably make it more buoyant that way. Right. Well, that's like what would hold the concrete together. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sad they tried that. I mean, after, like, two minutes of thinking on it, I'm like, I don't know. That's a dumb idea. Joe, Joe, you just, hey, you only put two minutes of thinking. These people put seconds into thinking, okay? Right. <laughs> there was there was literally seconds given. There, I swear to God, it feels like somebody's like, can you build a boat out of concrete? And I'm like, of course. Sign here. Right. Please? Yeah. Well, it's like, I got money. <laughs> you do, do you? <laughs> Yeah, I can get I get you a concrete boat. I'm like, if a, I know a guy. Yeah, have you ever seen a car crash it's into a, a concrete It's right boat? next to my concrete shoes, you know what I'm saying? Jeez. <laughs> Take this a mob direction. I mean, it is like the 20s. <laughs> Makes sense. Right. Oh, shit. But then in the 30s, they put in a heated pool and a dance floor and a casino. <laughs> it is Fuck a yeah. mob place. <laughs> it is. Oh, shit. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Let's jump to fact 
Number 4. Viking longships were exceptionally large for their time, which made them well-equipped for traveling long distances, but terrible for shallower waters and rivers. I, I, I kind of think nope. that's... You, you think so? Oh, sh- they are great on rivers. That's what made them so uh, formidable. I, because they could go straight from the ocean up the river. Well, I'm taking a step back. You're the carpenter. You know this shit. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the show Vikings. Oh, so, if so, so if if the, if that's lying to me, blame <laughs> them. You're like, let me get something straight. I- it was on the History Channel, okay? <laughs> I watched The Northman, and they said they made that very historically accurate. His six pack, oh, his six pack is all sorts of accurate. Yeah, I'd take that six pack down a shallow river if you know what I mean. Oh, it it goes from the ocean <laughs> to dry land like no business. <laughs> okay, well, I mean that makes sense though. Uh, I was leaning towards because I knew that they could take it, like because Vikings were exceptional sailors, mariners mm-hmm. or whatever you you know what I mean. Like they were very good on boats, and people don't give them. I think I think recently they've given them a lot of credit for boats, but I don't think historically they were just seen as like you know yeah horn helmet axe throwing berserk rager people right well like yeah i mean they basically started on lakes and rivers but then you know like in the fjords and stuff they had to get from like a bay to another bay so they had to go from basically still water to open ocean back to still water kind of thing Mm, and then these boats kind of help facilitate doing that Mm Hmm. so yeah they they didn't have to pack like unlike you know, more modern ships where you had your big one, then you had your smaller boat that you would go to shore on. Mm. These ones could do both jobs. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see. I'm just, I I'm know just... I've been super confident about other stuff and been wrong, but like I'm like ninety percent. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Joe's prime. I know my track the... record's shaky today. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see. Are you ready? I'm clicking it. I'm ready. Alright, so we're going False. They were great on in shallower waters and rivers. This one says they're not, so we're mm-hmm. gonna go false. All right, let's yeah. do it. Three, two, one. Oh, it is false. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not like redemption you. question. <laughs> All right. The design of Viking longships evolved over thousands of years and was actually incredibly lightweight and flexible. This meant that they could navigate waters just one meter deep, and they could park their whip directly on the beach. They could even pick it up and carry it across land if needed. Wow. Long ships were made of overlapping planks nailed together. The cracks filled with tar and animal hair to make it watertight. uh, And cracks uh, filled with tar and animal hair to make it watertight. They were double-ended so they could reverse direction without turning around. The Germanic Franks referred to the long ships as Drakunshipan, which means dragon ships. Because of the dragon-shaped ends and possibly adornments. Either way, it is safe to assume they look quite intimidating. Being able to sail in shallow waters may have helped them become an excellent long-distance navigators that they were, considering there were no maps or compasses yet discovered at the time. The sleek ship allow, uh, des- uh, the sleek ship design allowed Vikings to stay closer to land and therefore navigate by landmarks and more easily known where they were at any given time. Just like in the show! Just like in the show. <laughs> Score one up for Vikings. F- Floki knew how to build his fucking ships, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, they just come out. That's how Ragnar fucking took over the shit, bro. 
All right, there you go, dude. You fucking this question was built for you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. God damn. I think you. I think you grew a couple extra abs too, just because you nailed that question. So oh, much. I felt it. I fucking <laughs> felt it. It's like pow, pow. I was like, it sucks. It sucks because they're like one's really high. Like one's on the right side, one's on the left side. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I get it. it they're a little kitty womp, but yeah, it's okay as long as they're there, right? It's start. It's starting to look like a Connect Four pattern. <laughs> As long as we get three in a row. We'll be good, dude. <laughs> hey, I'll be settled if I get two matches. <laughs> One's just a little bigger than the other. Yeah. You have one ab that really, somebody's like, do you have a hernia? Like. No, no, it's my, it's my, I call it my, that's my scars guard. Scars <laughs> guard. <laughs> pow, pow. Just, I can snap a branch with this one. The other one is fucking. Okay. The other one, it, it needs some work. Yeah. I didn't get the other questions right. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well let's. We have one more question that we have bonus. I'm really hoping Ooh. that. Come on, three pack. Yeah, we're going for a three pack. All right, let's see. Ready? Are you ready for question number five? <laughs> let's do All it. All right, let's see. Oh, the movie Goodwill Hunting, the robo painting in Sean's office that Will describes as a real piece of shit was actually a paint by number that Ben Affleck did. Oh, fuck, man. I thought that question was going a different I direction. No, it sounds fuck. real. <laughs> you know what? I I have a feeling, and I could be totally off, but for some reason, I feel like it's actually a Robin Williams painting. I don't know why oh. I think that. I don't know. I have nothing like, to So much it. of that movie is them just being real. Yeah. Or maybe um, as a director. I thought it was a real thing, though. Like, Well, somebody had to... to make it but i feel like obviously it was, obviously it's a real painting yeah but it's i don't think it's like a like a well-known like i thought it was something like one of the actors or, but if it's a paint by numbers what the fuck ben Affleck? he's like token it up he's like does this look cool that damon's like shut up i'm trying to read Wait. and he's like can you put my painting in your movie <laughs> isn't it hold on isn't it in the script or like, I don't know, like, but like, isn't it in the movie that like he's like that's a real piece of shit, and he's like, oh, I painted that, and then he says like, well, your colors are off, or that, or whatever, and then doesn't Robin Williams go, it was a paint by numbers? Oh, I don't like. I think Robin Williams says it's a paint by numbers in the movie. Does he? So, and maybe he was just riffing. Maybe he was actually riffing because he knew it was. I don't know. Right. Oh well. But I thought I thought that's what his. Cause, yeah, he's like, you know what the real. He jokes. No, no, no. He jokes because, like, they're saying he's like, oh, it's a real piece of shit. And he goes, and Robin Williams says, you know what the real sad part about it? It's a paint by numbers. Oh, you know what? I have a memory of that. And fucking, because he, like, that's a, he, that's a scene where he completely dismantles. Like, there's, like, three scenes in the beginning where he dismantles mm-hmm. fucking, you know. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was after that. Like, that one, he makes fun of his wife. And he like chokes mm-hmm. him out and he leaves like he throws him out right and then yeah. that's when they meet at the park and he psychologically just fucking unpacks yeah breaks him down yeah just breaks him right because he's just like you're a fucking kid he's like you, you sit there mm-hmm. you try to you try to understand me by fucking critiquing a fucking painting right like so right but you you only read that in a book you don't know yeah anything so but it, would it be Ben Affleck's paint by numbers? If that's true, if this is true, it is the 
funniest fucking thing. Right, because that means then that fucking Robin Williams is was fucking ripping on him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, it's a paint oh. by number. That's, God, that'd be funny if that was real. Cause I feel like I would have known this. I feel like this is something that would have popped up in conversation. Right, because I know that scene in where he tells the story about his wife fa- it farting. Yeah. It's completely improv. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And, like, when they're laughing, they're really laughing. Because Robin Williams is just fucking riffing. Ah, oh, that's so good. All right. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he riffed knowing it was a paint by numbers. Or, but I Or riffed just saying it was a paint by numbers. Yeah. Fuck. I honestly think it's more of a joke. Like, I think... I don't think Ben Affleck painted it. I think Robin Williams... That's the line in the movie. Okay, okay. We gotta go this route, then. We haven't taken these routes recently but let's go false if it's true we have a great like we want it to be true right right so let's go true because we want it or no we go false if it's true because we want it to be true we're happy that we just got a fun fact we go false and we get it right we're happy that we just got it right yeah i say we do that i think i think the writer just i think i think that's just a line from the movie the whole paint by numbers thing. Let's do it. I don't think it's actually a paint by numbers painting. Yeah, I I, I can't think of anything. But see, Although, I even forgot if, that he said the line. So, but right. So I don't know. I'm not. Maybe my memory is just not trusted. Yeah, I was like, something just doesn't. Again, I know my track record's fifty fifty with being confident today. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're so, good. I also I can't shit on Ben Affleck. I'm ride or die for him. Okay. But see, but then it's just, I don't know. It could just be something they threw in, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would assume that you could probably find some pretty sophisticated paint by numbers, right? And then you're just like a it paint. Does seem, it does seem like a really intricate paint by number. Yeah. I, I could definitely like, see Robin Williams riffing, though. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, throwing it out there paint by number and... You know, just having that little tidbit. Yeah. Of, like, it's not really. It's actually like a painting somebody did. Yeah. Like, it seemed like I was like, now I'm trying to remember the painting. It, it that'd be a really weird paint by numbers. <laughs> Watch me go reanalyze. It. It's just like blue water, gray sky. <laughs> it's like really simple. I, I didn't notice the Jurassic Park symbol in the <laughs> background. Wow. Is that a, is a little boat? Does that have a bong next to it? Like, what's up? <laughs> ben Affleck. All right, well, let's go false then. Let's go false. This is false. If it's true, we get an awesome fact. If it's false, we get it right. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm hoping. I think we got I'm the hoping. last three right. Oh, no. Sorry. We haven't. We got the yeah. We got the contract. No, we did not, Alex. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, mar- I mismarked it. <laughs> we're, shoot- we're shooting for three out of five with this one, baby. <laughs> All right. I say fucking let's do it. Let's get you that third ab. Oh, let's row this boat home. All right. Flex your abs, bro. Flex them. <laughs> All right, we're going to go false. That Ben Affleck, or that this is a paint by numbers painted by Ben Affleck in that scene. Three, two, one. It is false. Ugh! Yes. Feel it. By the power of Scar's God. <laughs> Feel that ab grow, bro. Oh, pow. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I got tic-tac-toe. <laughs> Oh no, it's a zigzag. <laughs> it's ah, uh, but it's pretty. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's good, dude. We'll have to do. We'll have to do good on the bonus. It, honestly, it kind of looks like Mick Random's face. <laughs> 
Brewy McRandom? Yeah. McRandom face? <laughs> All right. Okay, so, but it was an original watercolor done by Goodwill Hunting's director, Gus Van Sant. Sant? <laughs> and, and a gift to Robin Williams. It sold at Sother, Sotheby's auction for $90,000, which was 60 times the estimated worth of just 1500 Who is doing these estimates? It's ridiculous. The following... <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no, I was, I was agreeing. Oh, yeah, with it's the, the, bonkers. Yeah. The following is directly from mentalfloss.com article, 14 wicked smart facts about Goodwill Hunting regarding the bar from the Apple scene. Once he committed to the movie, Williams wanted to get a taste of South Boston by having Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Damon take him around the neighborhood. They took him through to a rough dive bar called the L Street Tavern, where the colorful locals mobbed the actor and drunk guys tried to fight Ben Affleck. Williams loved <laughs> the place and insisted they just they that they just had to use it as a location. Awesome. Final fun fact, Goodwill Hunting almost direct, was directed by Mel fucking Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson. God damn it. He's just coming in. Man, he just keep, he just keeps coming in he, to our podcast. He keeps popping in. Like like I look Mel Gibson, I want to like you. I just can't back that. You know what I mean? Like like <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Look, look Mel, I love Braveheart, but you got to get out of here, bro. Look, I I'm a huge fan of one of the four lethal weapons, okay? But <laughs> Ooh, which one? Oh, Is it My my favorite's two. That's definitely number 4. It's Jet Li. Oh. No, it's not. It's number 1. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock's in that one, Is, dude. Is he really? I forgot. Oh yeah. God damn it. I love Chris Rock. So uh yeah he keeps popping up not sure why or how that movie would have turned out i i i don't know that movie was such a good but the actors also fucking excelled so mm-hmm. what would mel gibson fucking bring to this table anyways like there was no fucking explosions or killing like would the fight scenes been a little bit better right there's no jesus allegory yeah here. like <laughs> like he jumps out of the car and he's like hey this kid punched me back in the third grade and he just, like, gets out, and he beats him up, and it's, like, an epic fight scene that lasts, like, five minutes. I like how he has an Australian accent. Look, I tried my best. That was all. Aw- no, like, I understood that it was Australian. So, so pretty good. <laughs> I thought it came off a little uh, Reagan-y or maybe Nixon, I can't remember. No, like, I was like, oh, Mel Gibson has an Australian accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good. Good. Oh, yeah. shit. At first, I was like, is he trying for Boston? And then I was like, oh, no, like, it's Mel Gibson, so he's doing an Australian accent. Uh, it's, it's hard, because at first I was like, I should go Boston, but then I'm like, oh, I'll mix it up. But then I was like, but that doesn't make any sense, because they're in fucking Boston. <laughs> right? Oh, shit. All right, well, okay, you got three out of five, or three out of, you only have three abs right now. We, we need at least one more ab to even only, out. Only three abs. And one, one of them's a little weak. Oh, no. All right. Well, little guy. Little, little weak one. So let's go to the optional bonus and see what we can carve up. All right. So optional bonus plus one bonus. If you recognize the ship from the topic page. Oh, I nailed that in the beginning. Joe gets his fourth ab. Oh. Let's see if I got it right. Oh, Patel! It's a Holy shit! It's the Goonies! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. 
Damn, dude. You little rascal, Willie. One-eyed Willie. <laughs> One-eyed Willie Ab. Wait, were you talking to your ab or the goon? I was part? talking to my ab. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, you did. He's, I got my scars guard. I got my one-eyed Willie. <laughs> well, you na- You did it. Joe, I'm so proud of you. Thanks, man. I did, I did nothing, but I'm glad I got the ab out of it. <laughs> Dude, look, you work so hard for these. Like, at least you get something, you know? You get you get the I payoff. Was, it's it's very rare form that I'm so confident and so fucking wrong. <laughs> Man. I was like, no, it's HMS fucking morons. You're, like, you're, so, you're so fucking stupid. I don't even know why. Yeah, we look up God. the real facts. Like, HMS is like a fucking, I don't know, something <laughs> else. Like, we don't know where he got that. <laughs> yeah, man, I came in I came in hot and heavy and man was I barely right. <laughs> but dude, that fucking Viking one. Oh uh, yeah. You, Thanks, Vikings. Yeah, you seasons one through five was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking destroyed that one. You literally put that question in between those abs and crushed it. Gah! Fuck. I forged a fucking Viking sword with these ones. <laughs> You're just sitting there blacksmithing on top of them like dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. (laughs) Made a boat. All right. Made this fucking sweet ass helmet. Basically a Viking now. Oh, my abs are so fucking heavy. I'll sink like a concrete ship. Hey, you could put a casino and a heated water pool on that ab, dude. (laughs) (laughs) At least until a storm hits. Then you're, then you're fucked. (laughs) My abs look like a Ben Affleck paint by numbers. (laughs) Paint by numbers. He missed a couple. He missed a couple. Yeah. It's yeah, oh that I that's I call that the Gili use. <laughs> what started out strong, got a little wonky in the middle, but there's a redemption arc for old Benny Boy here at the end. Where, where does Jersey Girl land on that one? That's the missing ad. Yep, okay. <laughs> I see <laughs> Alright man, you wanna close us out? And there you have it. That was this week's Allegedly Podcast. If you'd like to help us out and give us the maximum effort, uh, the maximum overdrive, uh, go ahead, follow us at Twitter, at Allegedly. If you'd like to give us more facts about boats or tell us just how dumb we are, email us at Allegedly.Podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead, like and comment. It helps out the channel. And until next time... I'll dazzle you later. Oh, God damn it. That was good.